Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are uh, we're in the middle of a message series called Anchored. Now, what we want to do with this series, for, for each message series, and we usually do uh, a series four to five-ish weeks, and we want, what, what we like to do is take an idea, maybe a, a simple idea, and really dig into it to see how it can affect our faith, right? That's why we're here. That's why we take time to be here on a Sunday or take time to listen to this podcast or watch this video is we want to grow in our faith. We're looking for something that will help us take a next step in our faith. And the whole idea behind this of being anchored is there are so many things that are pulling us in so many different directions in our lives. Not all of them are bad. Sometimes we just, we are just busy and busy doesn't mean mad. We're just, it doesn't mean bad things. We're just busy living life, doing, doing all these kinds of things. And so what, what, what could it look like if we were to intentionally anchor our faith into who God is, Right? This whole idea of being anchored is there is something that is set in place that doesn't move, and we anchor ourselves to that. So as we start to float away or stray away or whatever it is, we're still holding on. We're still anchored to this one thing. And what I want for us throughout this series is to find these different ways we can be anchored to who God is. We can be anchored to our faith. No matter what happens, no matter what pulls us away, no matter how far we go away from whatever we wanted or we thought or what we needed, we can always come back to where we are anchored. So last week we talked about hope, being anchored in our hope, the hope that we have in who God is. And today I want to, as we talk about what we can use to anchor ourselves to our faith. I want to talk a little bit about, here, watch, let me get here first. Yeah, here we go. It's so, it's so fitting for the end of the year. I want to talk about gratitude. Now, I'm sure you've heard a million uh, uh, maybe messages and a a bunch of, uh, you know, bumper stickers and memes and all about gratitude and being grateful. And so what I would like to do is to take that horse and beat it even more to death uh, today. Because no matter how often we're told to be grateful, there's really never enough reminders. And I, as I was thinking about that this week, I thought, why, do, why, is it so, why is it so important to keep reminding myself to be grateful? And I think the answer is, and I'm not going to put this on you, this is me. I think the answer is because I don't normally Act grateful. I am not normally, if I was normally grateful, if we were normally grateful, if we always lean towards gratitude, then we wouldn't need so many reminders to be grateful. We wouldn't need so many reminders to have gratitude. Does that make us bad people? No. So what I want to do today is I want to give us a reminder, maybe it's just for myself, right, to be grateful. Now, in my life, I notice As I I look back and reflect, I I can notice some moments, some situations where I lose just a little bit of gratitude, right? I'm driving around, and I'm super satisfied with the car that I have until I see one that's a little bit newer. I'm like, ah, mm, that's cool. Right, or you're, you're satisfied with where you live until you visit somebody's house, and you look around like, God, my place is a dump compared, you know, compared to this. 
You can actually decorate? I didn't know that. Where'd you buy that? Marshalls? I'm on my way. Little things like that, right, can, can change our perspective. All of a sudden, we were content with everything that we had, and all of a sudden, we're not. And so I think right there is what the only thing that changes is your perspective. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big fan of the Vans brand, Vans Shoes. I like all my Vans shoes until I see a new shiny pair. I'm like, my Vans shoes are junk. And then what I'll do, and this is true, I'll go and, I'll go and buy a new pair of Vans. But it's, it's not a different, you know, it's not a different style. It's the same style, the same color. And I'm like, now this is a pair of Vans. <laughs> and I'll have a row of four of the same pair. And the, the oldest pair I use to mow the lawn in, okay, the second oldest pair I'll use to take the trash out. The third oldest pair I'll wear if I'm going to be walking outside. And then the new one I only wear on Sundays. That's the system. Does anybody else have a system like that for your clothes, your shoes? Now, maybe you're not an advanced person, okay, and maybe you don't care about new cars, you don't care about new houses, you don't care about all that kind of stuff, and you're pretty much content with the things that are going on in your life. But I think, I think that this situation might happen to all of us. Tell me if this has happened to you. You're getting ready to go somewhere, you're getting ready for work, you're getting ready to go to a party, somebody invited you to some dinner, whatever it is, and you go to your closet, or you open your drawers, and you're looking around and you say, anybody, I've got nothing to wear. You ever said that? You ever said that or thought that? I've got nothing to wear. You're standing in a closet. Some of us have walk-in closets, right? And we're doing this around the closet, we're like, there's nothing in here for me to wear. There's nothing. I have a whole closet full of nothing to wear. So funny, at, at, at our house, and this is not like a, you know, a, a, a husband-wife joke. It's very, very true. I have maybe 25% of the closet space is mine. 25%. That's true. And so my shirts are just jammed together, you know. All the hangers are like overlapping. And then Amber, you know, she's, you know, doing pirouettes and all this stuff on her side of the closet. I don't think that was a pirouette, but you get it. <laughs> and I'll, I'll feel that way. I'll, I'll, I'll go into my closet. And I'm like, I did it this morning, getting ready for church. I'm like, what am I going to wear? I have nothing, nothing. I should do laundry. And I'm like, well, we did laundry yesterday. Everything's clean. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing to wear. I need to go shopping. And so that little shift of perspective maybe doesn't make you ungrateful for what you have, but the perspective can come away from gratitude. Sometimes, every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the closet and say, I, I, need to, I need to get rid of some of this stuff. Maybe you've done this. I need to get rid of this, some of this stuff. And you're feeling very virtuous. You're feeling very generous. And you think, you know what? I'm going to take these clothes to Goodwill. I'm going to go, I'm going to donate these clothes and all of a sudden, as we're going through the clothes, you're like, wow, well, I, I'm, man, I'm kind of grateful for the clothes that I have. I remember this shirt. I remember these shoes. I remember this pair of pants, whatever it is. Sometimes we attach sentimental value to clothing in our lives. Anybody attach, does anybody attach sentimental value to your clothes? Okay. You don't have to. I'm just wondering. I'm just looking for the weirdos. <laughs> 
So if we, if we can change our perspective, shift our perspective. Now, now I promise today's message is not about your closet, okay? We're, gonna, we're not going to finish talking about your closet, but maybe that's something for you. Maybe that's an area where you can choose gratitude. And, and that's really what gratitude, that's, where, that's really where gratitude finds its power, okay? That's really where being grateful has the juice in it is when you choose gratitude. Because here's what's easy. Here's what's easy. It's easy to be grateful when things go your way, right? Let's say you've been saving up your money and you do go buy a new car. You, you're probably full of gratitude that day. Or maybe it's not a new car. Maybe it's a new pair of shoes. It's a, those new pants you were looking at. You're going shopping and you finally see that shirt and it's in your size and you want it. It's probably very easy for us to feel grateful in that moment. I'm so grateful that I found this thing. I'm so grateful that I got this parking spot. I'm so grateful that I got one of the last tickets to this movie. When things go our way, it's very easy to feel grateful. The challenge is to be grateful when things aren't going our way. The challenge is to be grateful when it doesn't go the way that we want. And I'm not talking about things that are as simple as finding a parking spot or finding your favorite pair of shoes. I'm talking about when things are affecting our faith, our marriages, our relationships, our children, our jobs. That's when the challenge of being grateful comes in. That's why we need all of these constant reminders to be grateful. It's one of my favorite things about the end of the year is the, is the, the time, the kind of attitude of reflection, right? Kind of looking back on the year and you kind of take stock of what has happened and what hasn't happened. And you get a chance. You get a chance to choose to be grateful, now, I have to say this, when it comes to choosing to be grateful, we did a, we did a message series, uh, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, called Spiritual Bypass. And, uh, and I, I recommend it. It's a good, it's a good uh, couple of messages. Now, what we, the, kind of the idea behind that was, this whole idea of bypassing is not just pretending that everything's okay. In fact, in fact I wrote this down here. Gratitude isn't a way to pretend everything is okay. Okay? It's not a way to pretend everything is okay. It's a choice of focus, a choice of faith. Because sometimes if we have this thing of like, well, I'm just going to be positive. Things aren't going my way, but I'm just going to be positive. I'm just going to pretend everything is okay. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to bypass what's really going on in your life because you think you need to pretend to be grateful. What I want for you, what I want for me is to truly challenge myself, to challenge you, to choose gratitude in the midst of it, not pretend it's not there and say, everything's fine, everything's fine, I'm good. That is the challenge. It's one thing to just pretend everything's, everything's okay. It's another thing to take a real life, uh, a real life look at your, at your faith or, or, or what is going on and saying, in the middle of this, in the midst of this, I will choose to be grateful. I want to look at, at a verse with you. This is Philippians 4. Philippians is actually a letter that was written by a man named Paul to a group of people. There's a few, there's a few uh, uh, books in the New Testament that are uh, actually letters that were written to groups of people, groups of people kind of like us who were trying to figure out faith, trying to follow the teachings of this man called Jesus, trying to understand these different ways to connect to God that were brand new ways that we had never experienced before. 
And so what Paul would do is he would write letters and kind of try to walk people through faith or how to approach their faith or maybe practices they can have. And, and I want to read this particular part where Paul talks about the secret that he has, the secret that he lives his life by. So I'm going to look at Philippians 4, verse 12. And you may have heard this before. Here, I'm going to read right before it, and then we'll get into verse 12, okay? He says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have a chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Now watch this. This is verse 12. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it was with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. He knows the secret of living with a full stomach or an empty stomach, of having everything or having nothing. And what's, I mean, what's juicy there is he never says what the secret is. So I'm not telling you he's saying the secret is gratitude. I'm saying, uh, I'm looking at, uh, on days when I feel like I have nothing, on days when I feel like I have everything, nothing is changed. It's my perspective that changes. I mean, I'm sure you've met people or know people who make more money than you do, have a bigger house than you do, have a nicer car than you do, who are miserable with their lives, miserable with what's going on in their life. And I'm sure you've met or know people who make less money than you do, who have a smaller house than you do, who have older cars than you do, and are some of the happiest people that you have met. What is the difference? What is the secret? What could it possibly be? What if it is... Gratitude, being grateful for what you have. Now, now in that same sense of, uh, of making sure we don't just bypass, okay, being grateful for what you have doesn't mean you ignore what you don't have, right? It's just choosing to focus. Here, I wrote this down for us. Your faith grows when you choose gratitude. If you say you step into a situation, you have something going on right now in your life, you say, I am going to choose a disposition of gratitude no matter what happens. I'm going to choose to be grateful to be in this no matter what happens. That is a choice of faith. That will anchor you to your faith. You know why it will anchor you? Because, because your faith or your gratitude is not waiting on the outcome. Do you see that? If we're waiting on the outcome to determine if we're grateful or not, it's going to be hard to be anchored. We're just kind of floating around waiting for whatever happens in life to determine if we are going to have faith or not, right? Waiting for whatever happens in life to determine if we're going to be grateful or not. But, but, if we say, I'm going to choose to be grateful, it's my choice. I get to decide if I'm grateful today. Then what you start to do is you start to anchor yourself in your faith. Now you're anchored in something that doesn't change. Because even as your situation changes, what you have changes, what you own changes, who you're in a relationship with changes, your job changes. That's how life is, right? There's going to be change, but there doesn't need to be a change in gratitude if we make the choice to have a disposition of gratitude. We get to make that choice. That's one of my favorite things. One of the things I think has the biggest impact about our faith, 
this Christian faith is we have been so empowered by God to be able to step into gratitude because we choose to. To be able to be content whether we have a little bit and to be able to be content whether we have a bunch. Because I guess in the realm of humanity, right, as far as like our carnal selves, our, our, our human selves, it's hard to understand how someone who has a bunch wouldn't be more content or happier than someone who has a little bit. It's hard to understand that logically. It would logically make sense that if you have more of whatever you value, okay, whether that's money or family or uh, kids or whatever it is, if somebody has more, it makes logical sense that if somebody has more, they would be happier. But that's just not the case. And I don't know if we'll figure out why or even why it matters, but we can figure out that we can choose to bring gratitude with us wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever happens. Now your faith becomes stronger. Not because things went your way. In fact, I, I don't know if this is true for everyone, so I don't want to say it is, but it is true for me. What I'm about to say is true for me. Me alone. Dominic Inc., okay? My faith, every time it has grown, every big jump in the growth of my faith has not happened when something went my way. Every time my faith grew, it's because something drastically did not go my way. It did not go the way that I wanted. And so it's one of those things where you want things to go your way. Obviously, everybody wants things to go their way. If you're praying for something, it's because you want that to happen. But when it doesn't, what it helps us to do is to reflect on what we wanted in the first place, maybe why we wanted it, maybe what we're going to do now that it didn't happen that way. And sometimes it can force us into this disposition of gratitude. Sometimes it can force us to look at, well, what do we have and what am I thankful for? And I guess what I'm hoping for for myself, myself and, and for you is maybe we don't have to wait for things to not go our way, right? Maybe we don't have to wait for bad things to happen. We can say, whatever I'm about to pray for, I am also going to pray to be grateful in it, in the middle of it, not because of it, not, not, not for how it turns out, but right here in the same prayer. Right here in the same prayer. Let, let's say you need a, a new job and, and you need it soon. And you're praying and you're praying and you're going to pray for a new job. But, but you're going to pray that no matter what happens, you would be grateful for what you have. No matter what happens, I'm going to be grateful for the opportunities that are in front of me. Now you're growing your faith. Now you're growing your faith no matter what happens to you. Now you're growing your faith whether you get a new job or not, or whether you get the job you want or not. Now you're becoming anchored in your faith because you choose gratitude. I, I wrote this down too. One more thing I want to share with you. Gratitude takes the focus. Gratitude takes the focus away from what we don't have and onto what God is doing in our lives. Because that's the easiest thing in the world, isn't it? easiest thing in the world is to look at our life, look at our closet, look at our car, look at our relationships, look at our job, and point out what we don't have. 
what we are lacking, what we wish was different, what we wish we had more of. That's the easiest thing in the world. But you know what's equally as easy? I'm telling, I, I, I'm telling you, this is equally as easy is looking at what you do have, looking at what you have a lot of. And nothing needs to change. You can walk out of here and change your perspective, choose to change your perspective, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're able to see what you have. You're able to see what God is doing. Does that mean he's doing it now that you can see it? No. But when you're able to see it, it opens your eyes to even more. I just love that about, about, this, about this faith. I love that, that we're, that we're able to choose, that we're so empowered in our faith that we don't have to wait for God to do something. We don't have to wait for God to do something so now we can be grateful. We have been empowered to be grateful. Whether we have a lot or whether we have a little. That's what I want for y'all. I want you to, I want you to choose to be grateful. What a great end to the year if we could finish the rest of this year saying, I am grateful for these things in my life. Yeah, there's more that I wanted to do, and, uh, and I have some big goals and plans for next year. Because wanting something new, right, having a desire for something new or something more in your life, that is not the opposite of gratitude. Because whether next year brings you more of what you want or less of what you want, next year won't determine if you're going to be grateful or not. More stuff or less stuff is not going to determine whether you're going to be grateful or not. It can. It can determine it. But if we want a chance to grow our faith, then we're going to say, I am going to choose whether I'm grateful or not. I'm sorry to say it, but there are, there are, there are times in my life where it's, it's so close to willingly ignoring all that I have. I am so lucky. I am so, so fortunate for the friends that I have, for the things that I have, for what I get to do, for the relationships I have in my life. I am so, so fortunate. And there's just days where it's almost like I'm willingly ignoring it. I can't see it. And some days I do better than other, uh, others, but what changes from me not seeing it, from me seeing what I lack to seeing what I'm grateful for is none of the situation, none of that changes. The only thing that changes is my perspective. The only thing that changes is me choosing to be grateful, not for this new thing, but for what I have here, for what I can already see. That's what I want for you. That's what, I'm, that's what I hope for you. I know that when we choose to be grateful, it can anchor us deeper into our faith. And, and that's what I want. That's what I want for me and that's what I want for you is to be anchored in your faith. 
to know that your faith is unshakable. You know why? It's not unshakable because nothing bad ever happens opposite. It's unshakable because even when bad things happen, we choose to be grateful. We choose to stay anchored to our faith. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for us this morning. God, we're grateful for the opportunity that we have to practice this faith. God, we're grateful that we're able to rely on you, to trust in you, that who you are doesn't change. God, I pray that we could be anchored to you, to the faith that you have empowered us with. As we walk out of here today, God, I pray that you would remind us this week to choose gratitude no matter what, to choose to be grateful no matter what comes our way. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.